Amen, amen, amen. Hey, you've got me today. Woo, woo. I was at Young Adults um, two weeks ago, and, uh, you know, me randomly started telling my story. A love story, actually, Adam and I. Yes, it was a love story. It is still a love story. Well, depending who you ask, I suppose. <laughs> he hates it when I try to read his love letters. He wrote them. Um, and I thought, so I came home and told Adam, and he goes, oh, you should share uh, your story, our story. I said, yeah, I'll share my story, and I'll share our story. How about that? And, yeah. So that's me today, guys. Um, I love my church. I really love you guys. Just wanted to say that just in case after the end of this, you go, oh, my gosh, is that our pastor's wife? Uh, so I'm not preaching. I'm just telling a story. So come the farm. All right. So I, I, got, uh, I have to refer to my uh, notes because I can be so random. I just go from here to here. And I'm like, Adam will be like, what is she doing? Um, tomorrow. 15th of August is India's Independence Day. And tomorrow, 15th of August, I got water baptized in the beautiful Arabian Sea and, uh, in my hometown, which is not too far away from home, actually. It's nice and warm. I tell you, I got the shock of my life when I went into Yossi. <laughs> I ran there going, yay, water! Flipping freezing. <laughs> yeah, not in my notes again. Um, so tomorrow, I got water baptized. So... Water baptism coming up. Yeah, that was. Okay, now he's preaching. 39 years ago, and I'm only 40. No. <laughs> My whole family had come to the Lord except me, the rebellious one, because I thought, no, I know Jesus. I know the whole lot. I don't need Jesus. And then I was doing my BA degree, and I couldn't study. A long story. Couldn't study. Was really finding it hard. I went and told my sister, Pamela. I said, hey, I can't study. I don't know what's wrong with me. Usually I can, you know, I could buy had a whole flipping pages, but I can't. I'm reading, and nothing's going in my head. I was uh, doing a BA degree in French and philosophy. Hey, hello. Um, but now it wasn't going. And, they, and she said, oh, we'll pray for you. I'm like, okay. And the next thing, they all come together. This is my sister and a friend, and holding hands, and then they start praying, and then they're praying in tongues. I'm like, okay, what is this? And I started laughing. Honestly, I laughed and laughed. And then I cried and cried, and I didn't know why. Yeah, that was me. So she said, um, why don't you come for the Bible study tomorrow? I mean, it is in my house, so I should. So I went, and I gave my heart to the Lord the very next day. So in March, 17 March, 1983, some of you were not even born. Some of you were just falling in love, probably. So, yes, so we got... Um, so those guys is to come, uh, our leaders is to come to our house every Wednesday, I think, or Thursday, I don't remember now. It's been 39 years, for goodness sake. And um, we would, you know, we would meet in the veranda, clap hands, read our Bible, and you know where I come from? The village knows everything. Whatever you do in the house, and this is in the veranda, so they could see. What we didn't know was that the village had heard about the water baptism, and they were not happy. Um, so the next week when the leaders were coming to our house they were all waiting unbeknown to us 
down and down the street. We saw a big gang, but we didn't know what it was for. And they, our leaders used to come on a little scooty. They stopped them. They took their scooters, put them in the, threw them in the river, so they wouldn't work, so they don't have to come back. Then they, there were two guys and a girl, um, the father-in-law and son-in-law to be. They tied them to the coconut trees, took all their clothes off, left them in the undies, and beat them up. And we could hear them at our house. So we're like, what's going on? Then somebody came and told us, oh, your leaders are being tied up and being beaten by the village. And we're like, oh, that's not good. And that started a really uh, terrible persecution, actually, for my family and I. Um, they tried to burn our house down. They didn't succeed. My mom has such a good sense of um, smell. Um, she can smell when we, you know, when we were little. She could even now. She can smell when we're in trouble, so you can imagine. She smelled when the house was burning. We went and, you know, put the fire out. Um, you know, the more persecution that came, the more stronger we got, we grew in God. And no, the more closer we came to each other because that's all we had, each other. So we were only 12 of us, uh, 12, 13, a friend and some other guys who, you know, came and joined us when they heard, oh, this is a good thing happening. Uh, but the persecution just made us really stronger. 1 Corinthians 4.12 says, we work hard with our hands. When we are cursed, we bless we are persecuted, we endure it. You know when somebody annoys you or says something about you, just one person, how it eats into your whole day, sometimes a week, sometimes a month, we have to let go. Um, this was a whole village against us. So we had to become stronger. And, but we knew God was for us, so it made us really uh, strong. Um, stuff started happening to those persecuted us, not good stuff, bad stuff. We, we just kept praying for them because the Bible says, bless those who persecute you. So that's what we were doing. Year, months later, years later, and they still come and say sorry to mom. They say, please forgive us. We did wrong to you and your family. So people have come back and acknowledged that God was doing something, is doing something. So persecution was worth it for us, for me and my family. We were 12, then we grew to 20. You know, and the more people said stuff, the more we were like getting into the Bible and, 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 you know, trying to find out what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? That made us go deeper into God. Um, the church grew through persecution and, and uh, years later, Adam was actually speaking at one of the youth conference. I mean, that was our prayer that the church would grow. The Pentecostal church just grew. There were hundreds, thousands, eh? and I was sitting in the back row crying, saying, man, God has answered my prayer for my state, and, and he does answer prayer. God answers your prayer. He never fails. Just remember that. All right, getting on to the last story now. This is going to make Adam squirm, isn't it? How did Adam and I meet? So in 1985, um, this is a couple of years later, a YVM team came to my place and they were evangelizing in the garden. And, and I thought, oh, I want to do that. I want to be a missionary. So I went and you know, I would go and visit them. And then uh, um, somehow six months later, um, I still didn't have the money. It was a lot of money then for me. And I was like, oh, how am I going to get that money? But the money came. The last Sunday of my church, somebody put an envelope in my Bible. I didn't even know who it was. My fees were paid. 
And the DTS outreach leader were, were Kiwis. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know what Kiwis and stuff is. I knew New Zealand. And they took me to Kandala. Uh, it's a small hill uh, area in near Bombay. And found out that the DTS directors were also from New Zealand. And then there was Adam on the DTS, also from New Zealand. So Youth with a Mission, I'll call it YWAM. DTS is Discipleship Training School, so that's where I went for. And when I saw Adam, I was like, what are you doing here? You know, you know, it's funny how, because we were ruled by British, there's this stuff that you don't even know God's dealing with. And I was like, what is he doing here? But there was also an Australian, by the way. Um, anyway, we were told no boy-girl relationship, right? Good, great. First week. They have this thing called work duties. They put you for two hours every day to um, do some work. They put Adam and I do cleaning, bathrooms and toilets. Now, I don't know how you guys do bathroom and toilets. Well, I do now. Then I didn't. We get on our knees with a rag and clean. He with the mop. And um, so I start cleaning. And he comes and goes, what are you doing? I've already cleaned that. I'm like, mm, well, it's dirty. <laughs> So we start, he says, I still do it. I don't do it. Um, I was like, no, it's not clean. And that's how we started. It's not like, ah. So I went to the DTS director's wife and said, um, I'll do this week, but please don't put me back with it again. <laughs> you think I was stroppy then? I'm not now, am I? Um, and she said, no, no, we don't repeat those. We don't repeat those. It'll be another person next week. Guess what? Next week, I'm back with him cleaning toilets. I was like, oh, my gosh. Why him? <laughs> oh, I don't feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for me. Um, and then they change it. And then the week later, actually, they put us back on shopping. You remember that shopping trip, dear? Yes, you do. They put us on shopping. Adam hates grocery shopping. You will not see him pack and save or count down on your work. If you see him, it'll be once a, once a year. It's to emergencies. Otherwise, he doesn't like shopping. Anyway. So after dinners, we used to sit. It's a big house. It's called Kandala House in Kandala. And we used to sit on the steps of the Kandala. And he would tell us how the stars are upside down or whatever it is. In, in India, and they are right way up in New Zealand, apparently, the pot or something. And then he would crack jokes, and I, you know, as usual, would laugh at his jokes, and we'd talk. The DTS director calls me in, into the office, and that's not good when they call you in. It's like, oh, what have I done now? And he said, well, Adam and you seems to talk a lot, and he seems to be forming a relationship, and you know there's a rule. I'm like, okay. He goes, do not talk to Adam White. I'm like, okay, fine. I won't talk to him. Well, he didn't like it. It frustrated him. And I wouldn't talk. I, I would take things very serious. Eh? You don't talk means you don't talk. Um, so there was frustration, but we still remain friends, as you can tell now. It's quite funny. It's quite funny looking back. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they, you know, I went three uh, months lecture phase, two months outreach. We go on an outreach in remote areas of India. We went into three villages, and halfway there, Adam gets sick. He gets amoebic hepatitis idea. He was really sick. And guess what? They put me in charge of looking after him. 
One minute they say, don't talk to Aaron White, and then I'm on that duty to look after him. But before that, just before that, I must say this. Um, we had a guest speaker come, and he was prophetic, and he prophesied, and this is why I thought it would be okay. He prophesied that Adam is an apostle and that he would start new things and, you know, new ministries and stuff like that. You look back now and you see that happening. And I was like, okay, there's, you know, there's four guys. I'm the only girl. And he said, you've got a shepherd's house, heart, shepherd's heart. You will be a pastor's wife. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know. So I let it rest. Now, this is, um, this is interesting because prophetic word is, you know, um, what is prophetic? What is prophetic? It's um, what will happen in the future, divinely inspired. If you have a prophetic word, especially young people, keep that close to your heart. Don't chase it. Don't go chasing. It'll drive you mad because let God do his work. And, you know, that's what I did. I honestly didn't know what pastor's wife is, and I hope I'm a good one now. Um, <laughs> so I let it rest. I let it rest. Um, Yes, so we went for outreach. And then the last month was, um, this is funny, was in Goa. So I thought, oh, I'll take the, the team home. The four boys and me went home. And um, my dad used to sit outside on the veranda. The next morning he calls me and he goes, hey, that white boy. I'm like, this too. He goes, no, that one. He points at him. He goes, I think he likes you. I was like, okay, there's nothing there, Dad. There's nothing there. He goes, no, no, I think he likes you. I was like, okay, okay. So he's going back to New Zealand. He goes, oh, okay, I'm just saying. Because my dad was such a matchmaker. I used to watch him. He, he, I would go with him in the train, and I'd say, well, why is that guy talking to that girl? Because it was my dad making the match. It was funny watching him do that, and I think I got the gifting. Um, <laughs> Don't come running to me, please. Come to God. Um, so uh, in June 1986, when um, we were at the train station, um, Adam went to Bombay, and I thought that was the last time I'll see him. That's what I thought. So he went to Bombay. I went home, and I had the guts to go and tell my mother. I said to my mom, now, I'm home, but I'm only home for a month because next month I'm going to Madras to do a school of mission. And my mom looked straight into my face and said, no, you're not. I was like, God told me that I'm to be a missionary. And she goes, yeah, he might have, but you're going to stay home, find a job. <laughs> so for the family, I was like, okay. In my head, I'm thinking, this is not God. Oh, goodness. You, you look back and you think, man, arrogance of a child or super spirituality, something. I don't know what it was. Um, the next week, um, so I finished my BA degree in 1983, and in India, when you finish a degree or studies, you put your name in what's called employment exchange. It's run by the government, and then they source out jobs for you. So I finished in 1983, and the week after I had told my mom, the mailman comes, and my mom goes, oh, you've got an interview at the school, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Really? And it is for a French teacher in a remote area. I don't even know. I said to mom, I don't know what this place is. I really don't want to take this job. And she said, no, you're going. And if you get the job, you take it. So I go there. My friend knew the place. I go there. And the principal and, te and the headmistress are the only people there. And I thought, must be hundreds have come and gone. Because sure, God would not put me through this in this remote area. 
They looked at me, took the interview, and they said, you got the job. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've got the job. I said, oh, I can't because I'm three hours away from here. He goes, oh, we've got a solution for you. There's a lady next door who keeps the French teacher. But she had said no to the, because of the last French teacher. She had bad experience. And um, so they take me there. And then later on, I find out the lady told me. She said, she said yes straight away. She says, I saw you walk into my house, and I thought, I've got to have her. And she kept me. A month later, I get a postcard from New Zealand. And I'm like, oh, he's returned. I need to reply. I did the right thing, right? I did. Then he replies. And the letters kept coming and coming. And then, look at this dot. You can't read it, by the way. He... Have you not seen this? Oh, look how spiritual he is. He's drawn a cross. And Jesus, he was, and flowers. So cute. Eh? Can you guys see that? And then there's a river flowing. <laughs> he knows how to win a girl, doesn't he? <laughs> Took him 11 hours to ride. Took me an hour and a half to read. And my family was wondering, what is she doing or what is he doing? <laughs> that was not, then, then there was this one too. Oh, look, my name. Looks like he was bored or something. Or very much in love, guys. Somebody asked me after 8 o'clock service, is he still writing to you? <laughs> I'm like, he doesn't have to write. He's right next to me. Well, he could if he wanted to. Do you want to, dear? <laughs> Do you know the letters used to take so long? It's just like 10 days to arrive and 10 days here. So, But Adam? No, that is, that is your story. That's not my story. But what I like about the, I'll read something that he did write. All right? He wrote this. He says, and he wrote it. I, I actually opened a case that we have. We have a suitcase, you know, a lot of love letters. Don't you go and read mine because they are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading his and cracking up alone at home. I was going, oh, my gosh, he said this, he said that. But this is something he said in almost three letters. I pray I'm a good husband. You are, dear. And a leader in our house, it worries me sometimes. And I have a heavy heart when I think of my role. It is definitely a tough one, but it's one I'm committed to and have chosen to undertake and to do my best with the grace of God. Please pray that I would be a good husband. It's my prayer that made you a good husband. He's such a responsible guy. Adam, when he takes something on, he's totally d devoted to it. So he's like that with us. Although... <laughs> Thanks, dear. Thanks. So in September that year, though, my husband, my husband, not my husband, my dad passed away. My mom was 54, the youngest was 16, and the oldest 25, and I was only 24. My dad actually saw none of us get married. And so letters would take long. So when my dad died, Adam had no idea. So he was writing the proposal letter that was coming in October, 
and I was writing to him that my dad had passed away. And meanwhile, I've got these letters saying, I hope you've said this. I hope you've said this. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this guy's, this guy. Anyway, after praying, I've got six minutes to land this plane. Um, <laughs> after much praying, I went to my mother and said, hey, Adam has proposed to me. And she goes, no, you're not getting married to him. I'm like, okay. Um, because I had the old, oh, she said, you've got an older sister. You can't marry him. You can wait. I'm like, all right. Uh, so I had to wait. Um, I, re I really prayed about it, and my DTS directors wrote to me and said, oh, Adam's come and seen us in Tauranga. You should, you know, seems like a good match. I'm like, okay. Um, and then um, my s older sister said to me, don't worry, you go to work, and you come back next weekend, and it'll be sorted, which was. I came back. Mom was all excited, said, yes, yes, you marry him. In fact, even had a pair of earrings and a ring for me to say, you, you know, you can marry. And although, you know, it was hard for her because she was going to go a long way away. So I arrived in New Zealand on March 19, 1987. We got married on 16th of May, 1987. And this was our wedding scripture. And we stand by that till today. And we will to the day we go. Sorry, my mouth's gone dry. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Ruth 1.16. So his people, my people, and my people became his. At our wedding, um, um, we were kneeling down, and you know the elders were praying, and one of the elders came and prayed and said, You are going to be missionaries, and I'm just getting married. And he's talking about missionaries. Now, remember, I wanted to be a missionary. Yeah, God's reminding me on my wedding day. I'm going to be a missionary. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Missionary she is going to be. So we did. We started saving all that we were earning. And then um, God had uh, convicted Adam of a fraud that he had done in his whole life. And we had to pay that back. That was $3,500. And that was half our saving gone. So we came and talked to our pastor and asked him to help us because Adam was like, oh, this is a fraud. Um, what do we do? So, you know, after talking to him, um, Pastor Dawn, he was like, no, I'll help you. And he helped us. And so he was, they, were really, they, they were really good to us, our pastors. Uh, he later on said to us, when we, were, we said we want to be missionaries, they said, well, you know, as a church, we would love to support you. And for 11 years, this church supported us. In 1988, December, we packed our bags and everything we had and all our wedding gifts were kept under with mom and dad. Good to have you here, dad, today. Look at you, all happy. Not. <laughs> and we went to be missionaries in India. While in India, we worked with youth with a mission. We went there and said, we'll do anything you want to. Adam was an admin. I was the accountant. And then we were on DDS star. We ran Directed DTSs, then Adam pioneered YVM Publishing. You know how the prophetic word just slowly comes through. It's amazing. And we did that. And then the church called us, the pastors called us back for a full of a six month. And Ruben was only three months old. So we came here and that's when the pastor said, hey, would you pray about coming back to be the associate pastors here? And I'm thinking, I ain't coming back here. I am a missionary. I'm quite happy being a missionary. But that prophetic word came back, and I was going, oh, my goodness me. 
1999, end of July, we came back with our three little kids. There's a photo that's going to come up that Guru Nathan, the present mayor, he used to be the, I think, Aberdeen News or something. He made a, he put an article, the whites back on the coast, there's more to it, but I don't know, I didn't take a proper photo. So Ruben was just under two, Grace was seven, Gia five. We bought our three little kids in uh, end of July in windy Wellington weather. It was freezing, the poor kids. But um, yes, there we were. We sold everything in India, came back here to serve this church. We've been married 35 years. Eleven years as missionaries, 23 years pastors of this church, and 18 years as lead pastors. With three three kids, beautiful kids, two amazing son-in-laws, and six grandchildren, and one to come as a Christmas gift. And here we are, 35 years later, we've both served God and ministered to our people together, and will continue to do so till God says so. There you go. I will go where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. His people are now my people. God is good. We all have a story. You have a story. God is faithful. He never fails. You know, your story is not less than me. Your story is your story because it's you. So hold on to your story. Tell your story to people. Let others come to know Jesus through your story. And I hope my story has helped you to tell your story whenever it is needed. Dear, aren't you coming up? You're supposed to be coming up to give the blessing. You're the pastor. I'm the pastor's wife. Goodness gracious me. See what I have to do? I thought you said you were coming. You need to hide this. I don't want anyone looking at this during the... Service very private. Yeah, I uh, have hidden it stuff. with Mount Rupehu. Okay, she she <laughs> the other day she said she oh, said. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. no. no, no. Don't tell me. How, how many want to know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said she said the other day. Um, no. She said I didn't know Helsinki was in New Zealand. I said it's not. She said it is so, and she said, held up a postcard I sent to her. It said heli skiing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. She wrote a letter. What I was saying for, for that, she wrote oh, me a letter Time's one up. day. She said, uh, I, I, I just need to, so I'm writing all these emotional things. You know? <laughs> I'm more. not a very emotional guy. But he, he, I'm writing all this emotional things. I get this letter that she thought was funny. She, she wrote this. She wrote, I've fallen in love with another man. I got furious. I screwed that letter up. I kicked it. I smashed something. I was so, so angry. Mad. And then after a while, I, I, I mean, I was mad? furious. I was like, what? Who was that other man? Who was it? And so I went and unraveled it, and it said, Jesus. I've fallen in love with Jesus. Of course, Jesus. Hallelujah. Better than you. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm not going to argue, argue with that one. 
It was a learning experience for you coming to New Zealand too, wasn't it? Oh, yes, but there's no time for that. Yes, there's plenty of time. Because uh, <laughs> he stayed at her house. I was like, where, where are you going to sleep? She's like, I'll, 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 oh she was going to sleep upstairs. So she's like, the, after a few nights, she's like, I'm freezing, I'm freezing. I'm no, like, you asked eh. me, how did you sleep last yeah, night? Don't interrupt the story. I'm telling you, I'm a little, it's a good one. <laughs> And it's the beds, yeah, I'm like, how did you sleep? I'm like, I'm freezing. So, so the, the, we're like, we've layered it this thick, so we pour more things on it. She, how you say, oh, it's freezing. And what we found out is she's not used to bed. Like in India, you just put a sheet over the top. So all she was doing was lifting the top sheet, getting hey. under, under the top with all the stuff and lying on the top, uh, freezing like this, freezing like this. Oh, but I thought, she's, okay. she's an amazing cook. Oh, I can make a mean cook. roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I told her the first one. She's like, how do you do a roast? I'm going to do you a roast, darling. Uh, I you, said, you told me throw everything in. So I, I said, throw. She's like, what do you do with the roast? I was like, put the lamb in, do it, do some peas Chicken. or whatever. And so, so, <laughs> so. Tell the story. So we got, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm doing. Violence is not okay. <laughs> it's okay It's not here. okay. It's not okay. So anyway, she makes this where I come home from work and there's this roast. And in it are these little balls. Uh, and I was like, what are those black balls there? She's like, they're the peas. You said to put everything in. I did. So she put the peas in and roasted those peas for six hours. <laughs> they were little black. You could have put them in a shotgun. They were that dangerous. Anyway. Uh, that was the intention. Anyway, I love you, darling. <laughs> 35 beautiful years. Oh, God bless yes, you. Give yes. me a kiss. Oh, Do you yes. want us to kiss? Shall we go? Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, oh why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? Crazy person. Let me pronounce the blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious Thank to you. you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. The service is over.